podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to Winners and Losers, Phil. I think it's on for the first time realised what the new intro is. It's just new music. What? It's just new music. We had to What's change that? it. We are getting copyright slammed all over the place. So, Why can't we use a call to the original? I'll have to find the call to the original. I actually, had a guy, I actually had a guy from a band on the other day saying, listen, my band plays this music. Um, you can use any of the songs you want, any clips from it, but completely free. So I must go back and do that. Um, I mean, honestly, I've got, I work with a fella who's in a band who's just gone big in England and uh, he's, out, he's out touring around all the all the festivals and everything. I can get him to give us a song if you want. Yeah, but we'd end up being sued because he's gone big. <laughs> we can't, no, I'd say, here, Gary, give us the song. And he'll yeah. say, well, grand, does, yeah. does, a, does, a, does a band, there's another band as well that, that have well, text him. A link you text him and I look up the link for this other band and we see what we can come but that, uh, here that song is, is atrocious. Is that, do you know what that song is like? You know, when you're stuck in the queue for Santa at Christmas with the kids and there's five million kids and they're all like yeah. showing what those things mince pies and custard and everything at you, right? That's what that's what that song is. That that, that, that was horrific, that was like a nightmare. That was well, something that Stephen King would have at the end. Yeah, well, we have we've had issues with it with the intros because we keep we keep using in music that's uh, royalty free and then it turns out it's not fucking royalty free that line was I've, I've explained this already um, but look winners and losers me and Phil this week we're going to bring a couple of winners and a couple of losers to the table but people in the chat can bring winners and losers as well so what to do is we'll give you a shout when we're coming to the end of a winner or a loser and you can throw in some suggestions and we'll do this for an hour or so and then get out of your way um, can I just can I just say Kev sort of when I see you down in the chat relax man Twitter's still going to be the same. Don't need to worry about who owns it. It's all, it's, it's oh, all, it's all kind of Your man's buying Twitter, is he? Yeah, Elon Musk is buying Twitter because he's How, bored. Uh, they, they must make serious money on ads on Twitter, do they? I don't, I didn't, isn't Twitter like having been struggling to make any money on Twitter? I, I just, I don't see loads of ads on Twitter. <laughs> I thought that that's where you'd make it from, like, but, and it's free to sign up to it. So where do you make the money on it? On those, you know, oh, it's on your data, ads. isn't it? They yeah, it's on data. thing. Yeah, so don't worry about Kev. Do, it doesn't matter. Like, it's it, if you're if you're going to rely on American social media to be your voice of liberalism in the world, and we're banjaxed because let's be honest about it, it's all mad. It's all owned by someone, and they tell us what to say. So it's all grand. <laughs> Red Steve says, "Gav's trying to say he steals music without saying he steals, <laughs> he steals music. music." Exactly. It's yeah. like, and you know what? It's not me that picks it. It's um. It's it's not me that picks it. It's usually the intro comes to me with the music on top, and genuinely I get the link going. Look, there's the music that's being selected. It's royalty free. It's all good. And then when you play it, somebody comes along, some tour party comes along. I mean, um, we're monetizing that video because you you've taken non royalty free music. So. Gav, imagine for the for the lads anyway who are there who who are actually quite new to the Twitters, uh, uh, not Twitters to the, to the NFC day to day NFC day Twitters. Um, if to, to the lads who are just joining, um, 
I'm just going to say, that if you think this was mad for a copyright, go back to the old podcast and we used to intro the podcast with me singing a version of a song with, with new yeah. lyrics put over the top of it. So not a hope you get that through on YouTube if you're getting done for random um Oh, yeah, song. you used to play this tune and sing along to it. Yeah, that was right. Random yeah. song. You used to have a song um, for each week for the, for the highlight could, of the you week. Could get away, you could get away with, I think, on audio podcasts, but not on YouTube. YouTube are, like, uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. like, they're all yeah. over you. Yeah. <clears throat> winners and losers, though. Everyone knows how it works. We talk about the winners and the losers from the weekend's football. And um, I don't know. Phil, where would you like to start, winner or loser? I'll let you go first. I'm going to show a random one for winner of the week. I said it to Gav. I was blown away last night. I know people won't join in because there's so much to talk about, particularly after that Everton-Liverpool match and the game that Everton should have won and didn't. Um, but the, for me, the winner of the week is Tottenham Hotspur's kit against Brentford, right? Um, I am a bit a really old person. So for me, I, tw- I was watching the match today too and uh, they throw up the highlights and I'm out there going, did I change channel? What's... what's, what's uh, Carl Fletcher and Lewis Romero Rodriguez doing playing here. And uh, there's, there's Sunday Bandili. What's going on? And they, basically the kit is the Harchester United kit. You, you didn't need to colour it in or anything like this. It was just immense. I was waiting here, waiting for, um, what was your woman's name? Linda Block yeah, to appear Block, on the television. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and a bus to explode in the background and uh, the, the stand to fall down and all sorts of madness yeah. going on. It was a mad program, that was. Uh, what was your man's name? Remember, he was a. Oh, there was a little kid who was the Irish fellow, who was the Irish actor, and he started screaming at the television because your man got run down or something like that. It was just immense. But yeah, for me, winner of the week, that, 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 that uh, Tottenham Hotspur kit. Um, they're made by Nike. Why can't we have insanely mad toured kits or, or, or ridiculous kits? I like? believe the, the, the possible ones that are being leaked for next season, I believe the second and third are a bit mental. The second Great. in particular. But Great. Um, uh, do you know something? I've never, not, I've, I've not, I've seen that sports jersey, but I've never seen it in that light, to be perfectly honest with you. Mohammed says, blame me. Mohammed is the one that does our intros. Everyone knows that. He says, but screw them. Let Musk buy YouTube. Then we'll all be fine. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Um, look, the sports jerseys. I think it's a get shame, on it. Yeah. Get I, on, I honestly, look at, get I pic- look at it in a different light. Find, find a non um, copyrighted picture we can throw up and everyone can see. It. Honestly, throw pictures of it up, no problem if you want. Can you? All right, Grant. Yeah, I should. Be a, I'll try. I'll try. Don't do from Don't do from the front, right? The one I got this a little bit disappointed when I saw it from the front because it was all sort of thing. But when they showed them lined up for a free kick, right? It was yeah. like Sky's um, like Dream Team from about three years ago okay well if you do you want me to go and try find you the sports jersey and throw Steve, it Stephen O'Grady Monday Bandili not Sunday oh, sorry Sunday was his cousin that's that's where I was going wrong there is it a tour jersey I think it is the tour jersey yeah oh hold on is it like a purple and a greeny and a yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like it's the shorts are purple, and the, from the back, it's Harchester. See if we can do a side by side comparison: oh, Harchester yeah. and, and and Spurs. This is really interesting. This is like the use of graphics. I love it. Okay, I love it. On, you don't get this in other podcasts because no. normally they're or, normally they're organised and have it ready to show up on screen. <laughs> yeah. No, because this, yeah, we we don't work like that, don't we? No, really. No. Um, is it this one? That's the one, but from the back. From the fucking back here. Hold on. <laughs> Share screen. 
It doesn't look like that's not doing it justice. You had to see it on the television. I'm, I'm, I'm off now. Good luck. It's not winner of the week anymore. I've had enough. Okay, <laughs> it is a strange looking yoke, though, isn't it? It is, but the, the, the shorts are the same color as the jersey, and the socks are the same color as that purple that's in the jersey. So imagine all of that together. And it's hard chest, you know, it's, it's brilliant. Well, all television's brilliant. <clears throat> um, you know, Liverpool once had a jersey um, around 2012 or 13 where, or a kit where there was they were odd socks. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember the absolutely insane warrior one that had odd socks? That was that was purple. There was a hint of purple in that one as well. That was a Lewis Suarez jersey because it had one white sock and one purple sock. Can you confirm this from Veranda Chief? Because I I don't know as much about uh, this as you do. Wasn't there a sniper at Wembley in that stupid football dream team show to take a footballer out or something? Yeah, and the bus blew up in the tunnel and um, another fella crashed his car off a cliff. Didn't Lewis Amor Rodriguez die as well at some stage? He had a heart attack or something. Um, yeah, it was It was everyone. Every, at the end of each season, there was a tragedy. The plane crashed at one stage as well. They had a plane crash going into going to a European game. Mm. Um, literally, if you sign for that club, you'd only have 50-50 chance of making it out at the end of the season. Okay. <laughs> it was that <laughs> If Honestly, I'd, uh, I, if, if, I was, if I was part of Hearts yesterday, you know, I would have um, not played the last game of the season and yeah. insisted on not travelling with the or, team. You know, you know the way... You you know the way people like going around Christmas try to get a few bookings so they don't have to play over the Christmas period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're definitely lashing booking eight, nine, and ten in, aren't you? Yeah, I'm getting a red card. Yeah. A red card. <laughs> yeah, second yeah. last game. Yeah, of the you're season. punching the referee. Second last oh. game of the season, without a doubt. Emma Cavanagh has an, a hard chest United jersey. This has gone out on a mad tangent already, um, because we've mentioned the sports jersey. But listen, that's how it goes. Um, Does Emma? Can I just ask? Do, do you wear that jersey? Like, you never take it off all the time and just walk around, do all your pictures and everything. You can't be wearing that jersey. I'm just. I'm not mentioning any names or anything like that. But all I'm saying is that there's. This seems to be the thing. You get one jersey and you never take it off you for everything you do all the time ever. That's all I'm saying. Well, I I can't see Emma walking around um in a Harchester jersey, um without it, like being fully serious and doing it. You couldn't be. Um, but okay, that's winner of the week. Can I throw a loser <laughs> the week in? The training ground exploded. Probably did. The training. Just... Ah, listen. Like, I'm wondering, could we look up Harchester United? Do you know that's what we're doing? Hold on, Harchester United. Um, <laughs> while we're on this, I'll see if I can find it. Right, Harchester. What would you? What would you say? Would you say Harchester United? Training um, ground explodes. Um, <laughs> tragedies. Tragedies, yeah, because there'd be a long list of them. Tragedies. Um, okay, here are <laughs> okay ten utterly ridiculous storylines that made Sky One's dream team so great. Okay, so let me see if I can find this. Uh, Jesus, he's right. Stephen O'Grady is right. The sniper's bullet deflected off the tr- FA Cup trophy and hit Linda Block. It was not how Linda Block died. Oh, for the love of Jesus, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, as they lifted the trophy, the bullet hits off the bottom of the trophy and things off. <laughs> Hold on now, I'm just going to get things in position here and we can have a nice little read, okay? <laughs> um, because we've, we've gone here now, so we may as well stay here, if that's all right with everybody. So let me see. Um, I just I just need a minute to get this in place for you. Um, where's it gone here? Yeah. Here we go. Um, okay. Let me see. Okay. Well, do you want me to fill the airtime while you're doing this? No, no, no. I'm doing here. Are you ready? <laughs> right. 
So, club captain shot by a sniper while lifting the FA Cup. There's <laughs> okay. Jerry Block himself, yeah. Um, let me see. Playing crashes after your UEFA Cup match killed several 14 players. <laughs> Goalkeeper in gambling death holds entire team hostage before being killed by a SWAT team. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, three Jamie Everton Parker. fans win the ownership of the club in a raffle. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's great. Let's come back to that one. <laughs> Forced team players killed in bush crash en route to UEFA Cup final. Why the fuck? Who were these travelling with? Um... <laughs> Manager murders star player by impaling him on a dressing room peg. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Love of Jesus. Midfielder <laughs> takes his own life by jumping off stadium during a match. Club play, pays Italian club pays Italian fans to incite racist abuse in an attempt to fix a Champions League match. There we go. Former manager suicide bombs team bus in Millennium Stadium <laughs> car park. How did he get away with this? <laughs> it just it, that's just what it was. Everyone thought that was fun. That was that was fine. Wowzers. Uh, yeah, what a show! What a show! You can't go wrong with that. Like, but like, that is basically, unbelievable. Traveling on a team bus for Harchester, I would have insisted I drove to the matches myself. Nah, you're grand. I'll drive there. <laughs> Phenomenal. Jesus Christ. Remember um, the Fiorentina jerseys got banned because it was covered in swastikas? I do, and I brought yeah, this I up that. on a pod before. We, we were discussing that. It's, it's, you can buy it now. It's a collector's item if you're in um of countries. Yeah, no, no. There's still some knocking around, but you can, like, they don't remake them. Although you probably can go on to some dodgy uh, website and they'll make one up for you from China or something like that. So. Tor reckons there. Uh, Tor reckons that. Okay, fair enough on the stories, but it's still more realistic than what's going on and everything. Um, I don't know how we've done mm. that. 14 minutes on um, Linda Block and the mates. And listen, I'd say they shit themselves every time they qualify for the UEFA Cup. That's all I'm going to say. Um, how are we travelling this week, guys? Inflatable oh, car. Um, <laughs> let me see. Oh, can I can I throw a loser the week out? Yeah, go on. Um, Ralph Ranick. Ooh. And it's more, it's more in, um, dare I say, I feel a bit sorry for him because uh, Ten Hag has announced that he will take over Manchester United from yep. next season. And poor Ralph Ranić has to endure all these players that have been absolutely abysmal for him since he's come in, <laughs> saying things like, yeah, let's call, let's concentrate on getting that top four. Let's get back to winning trophies like Manchester United should. Let's all pull together all sorts of fucking snippets from them when Ten Hag is announced. And then they go out and they serve up that absolute bullshit at the Mm. weekend away to Arsenal. A man that's lost a child three to four days earlier turns up and is their best player on the day and probably the most committed player on the day. And Ralph Ranić must be standing there, Phil, going, this is an absolute shit show. Look... It's hard to put him as loser. The whole United thing is just is just it's it's a collective um, spiral into the abyss that we're not that far removed from. Right, this is their Hodgson period, but they have they've gone from. Do you know what? Do you know what frightens me a bit, Gav? How quickly it spiraled out of control. How quickly they went. The one bad appointment. Appointing Moyes directly after Ferguson, that moment alone, that choice alone, allowing Ferguson to pick his successor, that choice alone has put them into this. 
So bringing um, Ten Hag or whatever his name is, Eric Ten Hag, in, in to take over, it doesn't really matter. Because, and this is why I'm not as 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 concerned, because when Klopp came in, he'd already come into a functionally, a, a, a machine that was built to deliver what needed to be delivered for Liverpool. So he was the final piece of the jigsaw from a coaching and uh, football administration point of view. Okay, They tried it with Rodgers. didn't work because Rodgers wanted to be in charge. Out the door you go. We have a process. We have a project. This is how it is, right? United still don't have that top level in their football club. They don't have their their structure set up. They don't have their director of football, sporting director, whatever you want to call it. They don't have their their team set up that, that ensures that when they're in place, that it is a foundation for success for a strong manager to come in and work from. The whole thing is all over the shop. The closest they've gotten to it, they've thrown them out of the club. They threw them out because they didn't like the brand of football and that was Louis van Gaal. I'm not saying it would have lasted and it would have worked, but it was the closest they got to getting any semblance of their, their own sense back. So when Rennick turned up, he turns up with this reputation of being able to set up and create this structure and create this piece around the club. And he was originally brought in, if you remember, as a consultant to decide who gets the next managerial job. And allegedly he's the one who's chosen Ten Hag and organised the, the appointments and all that type of stuff that goes on. But he isn't, Ten Hag isn't set up with the same structure he has at Ajax, where they've already got a strong board, a strong sporting director, a strong recruitment, a strong analysis department, all that type of setup. They have a completely disparate f- functional base that he's going into. So if you're going to ask me if Ranjik is the loser of the week, no, he's a product of Man United, who are essentially the losers of the season. And I'm calling it right now. They're the losers of the season, right? Um, it's, not, it's, it's not even, I, I, I get the whole season thing. It's if you're going to come out with if you're going to come out with statements like that during the week, different players saying this, that, and the other, back it up. Yeah, yeah, and back it up for even for the fellas that that's there now, who, if by all accounts, is responsible for bringing this new manager in, and they all seem to you know be on board with this new manager coming in. And now a lot of them have stayed silent because they probably think I'm out of here. I'm not fucking going mm-hmm. through this again. They probably don't rate him. Um, he seems fairly well rated across Europe. Um, Ten Hag, I think it's a huge job. I think the structure thing is right, but it's for me just watching that at the weekend. Like Jono says, they were dominating Arsenal until the penalties, till the penalty issues. But I don't know if they were. And you know, I think Arsenal. Don't get me wrong. United were the, you know, the architects were on undoing on, on at the weekend, and Arsenal were a bit the same. You know, giving away balls in stupid areas. Bruno Fernandes has one handed to him at the edge of the box, manages to pull it wide, misses a penalty. I don't know why Ronaldo's not taking these penalties, by the way. Um and I'm just and, and all I was I was sitting in the pub watching this, so I wasn't really asked who was winning or not, because it's nothing to do with us. But I was literally sitting there going, Here's these boys now fucking telling you during the week how great an appointment it is, and let's push mm. on and let's do this. And then they just come out and you do that. So for me, Ralph Ranić is the loser of the week because he's being absolutely screwed over with his squad of players. Um, well, come here. Do you see? Do you know what really pisses me off about them in general? And like, really, really fucking bugs me and grinds my gears when it comes down to it. Right? Do you have your man Neville out apologising again um, for everything that's going on and backing them for protests and stuff like this because the Glazers aren't investing in the club? Like, do me one. Do me one. That they've, they've yeah, right, whatever about them taking money out of the club, right? Sorry, but that club has that team has not been short of investment. They spent more money, I think, than um, 
even City has in terms of transfer fees over the last 10 years. So get the fucking boat. Like, the, the, it's a, a big poxy bag of shite. And a, more, a, more, a more reasoned argument would be that they have... I think the argument around the stadium is an, is an okay one. But I think that if I'm Gary Neville, I'm going in there and I want to make it. I want to make... No, they're probably not listening to him because who the fuck, you know, they don't care. But if I'm Gary Neville and I want to make a, a reasonable argument that could gather some traction, it's not about the money that's being invested. It's about the time and the effort that is invested in the structure like you spoke about. That's the mm. biggest thing overall. Darren Fletcher's sitting on the fucking bench and no one knows why. You know what I mean? No one knows who's making these decisions. Woodward is on his way out. I think his best mate is coming in to take over from him. So if... If it's if if I wanted to make an argument against United and the Glazers, I'd be saying, look, you're just not doing the right things by the club. As in, if you want to make money out of this club, you're going the wrong way around it. Even though they're taking money out, if they mm-hmm. actually put the right things in place, they will take more money out of it. Now, I'm not arguing that they take money out because they do. But you're right, they do sp- spend a shitload of money. But yep. it seems to be all the time that it's just, oh, forget the fact we spent all this and forget the fact that we were tipping them for the title when they brought in Sancho and Varane and, and Ronaldo. Um, it's not going right now. Um, Steve Nichols says their fans are spoiled brats or kids. I think you're right. Um, but, but all this fucking investment thing really, really annoys me, Phil. Um, but there you again, you bring this Ranyak fella in. He's meant to be there for six months. He's going to be an advisor over two years. I think he'd be fucking mad to go near it. I'd say once that six months are, we go, listen, I don't want that job. Good luck, I'm out of here. I'm heading back to fucking wherever I was or, or Jeremy well, or one of those. He, he, he might struggle to get back to the St. Petersburg. Yeah, I don't think there's will, many flights yeah. going in from Manchester to Russia these days. <laughs> there's yeah. something going on that might prevent them to flying straight back. But yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Jonathan, Rio's coming out with six-point plans. If anyone's listening to Rio Ferdinand for advice, then you may as well close the whole thing down. six-point plan was hilarious. Yeah, you can, you was, can only read five of it. It, it was literally something that, you know, a 12-year-old would say. You know, get them to be in the right frame of mind. Um, then he was like, recruit better, but concentrate on youth. And you're like, which one is it, Rio? You know what Both. I mean? Um, but absolute mental. Um, do you want to give me a loser of the week or do you want to give me a winner? Uh, loser of the week for me, look, I'm going to go, and we can probably talk in about a bit on yesterday's game, is the the the, the English media and their acceptance of shit. Right, so and their celebration of shit once it has an English tag on it. Okay, and where I'm going with this is that um, they slaughtered Atletico Madrid for playing so negatively and so shithouse in against Manchester City in the Champions League quarterfinals. Right, they said it was disgusting to watch a team only have twenty percent position possession and sit in and do fuck all or whatever it is. Right, and yet yesterday's narrative after the game was everything were unlucky there. Um, because they could have had a penalty, and Lampard had them set up well, and they're doing. He's doing a great job there. Everything doing a great job at everything. He's doing a great job at everything. Gav, mm. they've won like the last time they won. COVID was only taking hold in the world, right? Like we're talking about this fella's a spoofer. He they they accepted what he's. Nobody challenged him. Nobody challenged him when he said that we deserved something out of this game and we were the better team. Not one reporter said, "Are you fucking tapped? You're a geek." 
you're utterly shite. You put 11 people behind the ball like Egypt in the 1990 World Cup. You put them all in the box and you hoof the ball as far as possible, as far as long as far as possible. You're claiming a magical penalty that never wasn't that wasn't a penalty because your player stood on the defender as he tried to throw himself in front of him. In fact, it was a free out. Um, and he got booked for diving. Like, I'm, like honestly, stand up to these goons. But there isn't because it's, it's a collective thing. Well, Frank is English and Frank's great. The guys that are there, it's like, and isn't he a lovely bloke? And uh, he deserves to do well. He's just, ha- he's just having a, a bit of trouble at the moment because that terrible Rafa Benitez was in charge beforehand, and and that's what it was. He's absolutely shite. He's appalling. He's a shit manager. He was a shit manager at Chelsea. He's a shit manager here, and he's a poxy manager at Derby. And at the end of the day, they had fucking seventeen percent possession. That's embarrassing. Fourteen percent embar- possession. Do you have? I think fourteen percent. The last Something time I checked, it was seventeen. It was fourteen percent. It's embarrassing, right? For a professional football team in England to basically said we have do not have any bollocks. We cannot play you. We are so bad. We cannot play you. And the best thing we can do now is maybe try kick us a couple of times and celebrate the fact that we kicked us a couple of times. It's fucking appalling and yes they'll celebrate and as I said to you when 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 Lampard came in and did his 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 gock factory in terms of what it was at the outset I said he's the winner he's the winner of the year because he's just sitting there waiting to get his payoff and that's essentially what he's doing he's he's lined his his uh, bank account brilliantly and um, because he is awful awful and they have what Ashley Cole is one of the the coaches Drunken Duncan Ferguson is one of the coaches they got like come on Let's be honest, this is appalling, right? And ev- I hope everything go down. I hope everything, I swear to God, I hope to go down. Well, they're a horrible, disgusting club. <laughs> they need to go to the pits of the earth. Damn, United and hold up. But yeah, they're absolutely poxy. Bin, bin stuff. I, I never want to see everything in the Premier League. I hope they just disappear. I hope they go out of business, right? I hope they just vanish into extinction, administration or something like that. I think, I think, do you know something? I think the way they played yesterday has kind of torn a lot of Liverpool fans. Because if they'd come out there yesterday and, and even tried in some way and got beaten 2 0. Liverpool fans were in. Best of luck, obvious goal, we're going on to do whatever we're doing. But I, th- I think there's a lot of Liverpool fans out there that watched that yesterday and says, you know what? Fuck them now because uh, that was atrocious. Everton had 9% possession in the first 20 minutes. The ball was in play for 16 minutes in the first half out of 47. Um, completed pass for the game. Uh, Liverpool 700, Everton 95. Um, it, look, the whole thing around that yesterday was, and, and I see this all the time, and before I say this, there's loads of clubs that can kind of go down the route where I'm about to go down. I don't think the media are massive fans of Liverpool, right? I think certain sections of them don't like, and I've said this loads of times, there's certain sections of the media are at a certain age where when they were younger, and in particular former players that are pundits, when they were younger, they played in the mid-80s, 70s or mid-80s or whatever it might be. And Liverpool were winning everything in front of them. And Liverpool ruined them as, as a footballer or a football fan in the 80s. And then Liverpool went away and people could pat them on the head for 25, 30 years. Even though the European Cups and, and stuff won in between. And now it's coming back and we won't let go of Man City. And the big problem is when it came to December, early January, people were, you know, Man City will run away with this title. They were they were doing fucking programs on them every day, on Sky or BT about how great they are and how they're going to do this and how they're going to do that. And Liverpool seem to be the bad guy in all this because Liverpool are daring to challenge Manchester City. Um, have they got a right to challenge Manchester City? Yeah. Um, 
should it be feasible that they're able to do it over X amount of years with with the source or the input that Manchester City have financially? Probably not. But Liverpool have built something in a different way that can absolutely compete with Man City. Now, yesterday, okay, I, I went to that game and there was so much going on in that ground. It was fucking, it was bedlam. It was brilliant. I enjoyed every single minute of it. Everything didn't play well. Okay. Anthony Gordon goes over two or three times in the first half when he's barely touched. Okay. Then he does it in the box and the ref has to act. Because mm. it's in the box, he either has to give the penalty or he has to do something about it. He does something about it. And Andy Robertson loses the plot at him because he's obviously had enough now. He's done it two or three times. All right. <clears throat> the one with Matip, he goes looking for Matip. It's not a case of running through and Matip clips him or he stands on Matip by mistake. He goes looking for Matip. And the referee sees it and says, no, I'm sure it went to VAR and got checked. But I'm seeing stuff today like they, they want word from the PGMOL. Everton fans are saying it's corrupt. They're looking for compensation if they go down by a point because of the Rodri stuff, um, you know, earlier on in the season. It's absolutely insane. And the fo- the biggest thing about it was, right, for me yesterday was, Richarlison goes down three times yesterday in the first half. One when he clears a header. He heads a, a corner away, right? He goes down three times. The Everton fans are delighted that he goes down. They're cheered. They're dancing in the fucking stands, like, right? He takes God knows how long to get treated and goes off the pitch, to which is a hero's fucking, you know, farewell as he goes off the pitch. And then he runs back on, not a bother on him. And the Everton fans think this is the this is great. They've they're com- they've again completely lost all track of what they need to do but would rather look and see how it's affecting Liverpool. I would stop in Liverpool from playing. I would stop in Liverpool from attacking. That's more important than this thing in front of us, that if we go down, they absolutely feel face financial ruin if they go down. The, the, right. the money the money that's owed, the money they're losing, the new stadium, the cost, it's, it's like, it's Armageddon stuff. But they, again, right. yesterday were more interested in how was this affecting Liverpool. Everything didn't play well yesterday. If you actually look through it, they've a shot from DeCorey, they've a shot from um, Demary Gray, they've won across the box from Anthony Gordon, and they've won from Richarlison, which Alisson saves, and then mocks um, Jordan Pickford. Other than that, they do nothing in that, the game. That wasn't, even, that wasn't even a shot. That was like just a ball played in. Like you can't call that a shot because it, it's neither a shot nor a cross. It's just a. a he a, hits. A ball. He hits it, and Allison saves it. But honestly, um, it's sometimes you see deflection feeling stuff. You know, like the United stuff. Or we deflect from the fact that we're spending shitloads of money by saying, oh, the stadium and this and this and then uh, the owners, right? Like Gary never wants. Them, Gary never wants them to spend three billion. Um, Gary never wants United to spend three billion and then leave. Like fuck's sake, you know what I mean? If you like me, fucking just putting fucking two hundred grand into me gaff and then walking away from going, I don't want her anymore. It's stupid. But losing sight of of everything, like Lampard said, oh, we didn't set out to, to play that way. Of course you did. Well, if you didn't, if you didn't, why are you the manager? Because they're just going out and doing their own thing. He says Salah gets that penalty at the other end. Um, doesn't Everton, because, think, because there's, there's proof of Salah not getting penalties against Everton in Anfield over the course of the last four or five years. Because there's even tackles where he gets banjaxed after the thing that goes on. Like I, I go back to it, Gav. Nobody challenges it. Nobody challenges it. No, he doesn't. Nobody turns around to him and says to Frank, that that's not actually like spot on. Yeah. Do you remember when Klopp was getting challenged on everything he brought up in post-match interviews last year? Um, and that's when we were struggling to get into the top four and we're trying to chase what it was. And he was bringing up factual stuff that was like, we have no centre-backs. 
there's too many fixtures going on around this time. And they were actually interrogating him as to why he was saying this stuff. Not one person has interrogated, Frank, how come, since you were brought in to galvanise this squad and bring them on to better things, results have gotten worse since you've taken over? There has been no uplift. And you're closer to relegation now than you've ever been before. And if you go down, there's a good chance the club is going to go out of business. Does that not keep you worried or keep you up at night and then let him crack as one of his little jokes and they all go, ha, 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 and then that's it and away to go? Like, but the thing, come on. The thing, but the thing I'd be asking Lampard yesterday was, look, I've no problem with them coming in and putting 10 behind the ball. Loads of teams do it. Mm-hmm. I've no issue with it, right? But when do you get the ball? When do you get the ball? Like, I've seen loads of teams come to Anfield, 10 men behind the ball, but when do you get it, they look to run around from the fence or, you know, maybe leave a man a bit further up to, to try yeah, yeah. bounce balls off and, and try walk. They've done none of that. They've done none of it, right? And then they, go, then they go 1-0 down. And there's one in the second half where they're one, I think it's 1-0. It would have been 1-0. And a Wobie breaks down the left, their left-hand side. And the fella beside me said, this is okay because look, look around you. As a Wobie's running down, this fella says to me beside me, he said, this is okay, look around them. And when you look, Everton have one player trying to get in the box. One. Liverpool have four or five players back. Gets taken off Wobie in the end. But I'd be asking Frank Lampard, Frank, when you got the ball, why didn't you try to do something? When you went 1-0 down, why didn't you try to do something? When you brought mm-hmm. Solomon Rondon on, why did you stay with 10 men behind the ball? You know what I mean? Why didn't you, you know, they lose Godfrey in the warm-up. Why didn't you do something different? Why didn't you change the system? Why didn't you? He done nothing. He sat like a lame duck, hoping against hope that something out, out of this world would happen. And they get a point and he go, oh, isn't it great? But even at 1-0 down, regardless of the penalty claims, they are not trying in any way. They, Liverpool actually present them with opportunities. They don't do anything to hurt Liverpool. Gordon, I said it earlier on the show, I don't. I think he's a good player, but I think his, his reputation is going to precede him now, where every time he goes, hits the deck, referees are going to be going, wow, hold on a fucking minute. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's one of those. Um, Benitez would, would have kept him up. I don't care anyone says. He'd have them in a far healthier position than they are now. And, you know, Benitez is the is the villain and all this. But at the end of the day, Frank Lampard comes in, he's, he brings in Deli Ali, he brings in Danny van der Beek, um, you know, and we're not. You, you simply cannot pin it all on the fact that Luca Dean doesn't play for Everton anymore because it's just no. ridiculous. You know, no. so. I'll tell you one thing: they've all made the, the, the mistake they, they've all made, and it feeds into this as well. Every single manager, including Ancelotti, has played uh, Pickford and go. Well, Pickford, a bit like um, a bit like when I said when United make statements, you have to back them up. Pickford was appalling yesterday. He's garbage. And, and, no, but not even not even in, in what he tr- what he does goalkeeping wise. Falling on the ground, picking up balls from the from the hard and taking fifty seconds to take kickouts. Um like he was literally stood in the first half at one stage with the ball. He must have been in his half for twenty five seconds. Mm-hmm. Just stood in the box. And I was saying I was just saying to myself, just book him. Just book him. And say, There you go, bang, book him. Don't do it again. And it would have stopped it. And the referee never did. Never once at one stage he blew a whistle and said, "Come on, play." But it, it wasn't. It, he, and you know what? I I said to the guy beside me, "He should have. He should just put five minutes at the end of this half, and it'll tell them continue on now because it'll be subs in the second half. I'll we'll play ten minutes at the end of the next half." So here's what here's, here's what's going to happen with Pickford, right? 
So he's shit, right? He's still England's number one for the moment. What's going to happen is he's going to have a run of two or three bad games for England where he's dropping things in left, right and centre like he does for everything, right? Then he's going to get dropped and then he's going to vanish and he's going to end up playing for West Brom or um, one of those teams that's the same. West Brom or what's the other one that they they all play for? Uh, Watford or um, those teams that Hodgson always ends up in. uh, One of those teams. Shy teams. Anyway, right? So that's where he's going to vanish. He's another, um, the same way Paul Robinson vanished after his time. Uh, <clears throat> Scott Carson, Ben Foster, those Rob lads, Green. they all just, Rob Green, they all just vanish, just vanish. And then he's got, his, they've already got his replacement. The next version of Joe Hart is there um, in Harry Ramsden. He's absolutely fucking geek. And like uh, myself and Shane talked about it last week. Ramsden is another example of a shit goalkeeper who makes an occasional uh, spectacular camera save and they just think he's fantastic. And again, it's it's the stupid English uh, media because they just haven't the breeze as to what's going on. They don't look beyond a fella diving across his goal and making a save. They don't look at what's happening. In reality, you take you take uh, the, the king in our goal, right? And he doesn't spend his time diving across the goal and making phenomenal saves. He spends his time being able to read the play so well that he generally is just standing and catching the ball. Like that's a go- that's a phenomenal goalkeeper. That's the best goalkeeper in the world. Now it does it. Um, Schmeichel did it for years. Um, Clements did it when he was a Liverpool goalkeeper. Even Grobler, for d- despite all of the madness of Grobler, right? If you watch back old games, most of his he he's so solid behind the ball in terms of what he was doing. Like he mm. literally just positions himself. It's p- the position of the top level goalkeepers means that they make less saves than they have to, than than most other goalkeepers do. Ramsden is, is is terrible. He's an absolutely terrible goalkeeper. I saw Arsenal fans jumping up and down, and I've, I've seen people on here telling me that I was wrong that he's a decent goalkeeper. He's he's awful, 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 awful goalkeeper. And again, another one straight out of the Joe Hart tree of football, where it's all about what you look like when you're diving across your goal as opposed to what what you're actually doing. Um, brutal, brutal, and and. Gets beaten at, at near post, uh, all ends up very so similar to Pickford. Just terrible goalkeepers, and it's just like uh, as long as, as as England persists and don't get a proper goalkeeping skill, they're never going to reach the heights of a David Seaman. Because if England really want to see what a top goalkeeper, the, the last time they had a top goalkeeper, and I mean like a, a proper world class goalkeeper, David Seaman was that player. Go back and watch him play now, and you put him into the Premier League right now. Put David Seaman right now, peak David Seaman into the Premier League right now, and he will be so far above every other English goalkeeper that's in that league. clip earlier of um, Nigel Martin, actually some saved by Nigel Martin. Nigel Martin was a brilliant number two when it comes to the top-end English goalkeepers. But you know what Nigel Martin was? Nigel Martin was a top-end Neville Soto, right? So he was an incredible shot-stopper. Yeah, but I'm talking about the, was unbelievable. the ultimate calmness and the ultimate... The to- and this, I'll go back to this top-level goalkeeper thing. Seaman made the incredible saves and he gets a bad rep because of that Ronaldinho one and the Naeem one from the halfway line, right? But mm. his career is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Go back and watch any of his games and I used to wreck my head watching him play for Arsenal. He was, especially because we were dealing with the David Jameses and the, the Brad Friedels and, and all these lads that were floating around 1990s uh, Liverpool goalkeeping. And you just look at it and you go, incredible, incredible stuff. And you'd watch him back and just go, that's what Alisson is like now. But again, another higher level again because goalkeeping has gone on and on and on and on. But when you watch him play, that's what he was. 1996, 1996 is is... That that Euro ninety six when when Seaman is at his peak playing for England, it's just 
phenomenal from a goalkeeper watching the watching him play it used to drive me mad how calm and collected he always looked when he played the goal and how big came, he was and how came very close to signing for United mm, thank god he didn't when he was leaving QPR came very very close um, and in the end he went to Arsenal um, Red Steve is now producing the show because he's reminding me about IP Vanish so I'm going to give his all a shout about that IP Vanish is a VPN service Um so look after your data, look after your private details, passwords, communications, browsing histories and all that stuff from getting into the wrong hands. You can use this on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Fire sticks, loads of people use them. Computers, tablets, phones. Um, so go online and use IP Vanish. Um, look, they're offering 70% off their yearly plan with us um, with a 30-day money-back uh, guarantee. So it's basically you're getting nine months for free. It's working out at $3.20 per month, um, which is really good because I know somewhere between 8 and 15 a month. Very easy to use. One tap of a button and you're instantly protected, okay? Um, Trustpilot, 4.6 out of 5. Keith was really impressed with that the other night, by the way. He was like, 4.6 out of 5, that's deadly. Um, but listen, if you're, you, if you're looking to use a VPN, try um, IP Vanish. If you go to www.ipvanish.com forward slash day trippers, you will get that offer at $3.20 a month with a 30 day money back guarantee. Um, I want to throw Arsenal up, Phil, as one of the, as one of the winners of the weekend. You know, they okay. beat United. Spurs failed to beat Brentford. Um, United missed a penalty. Bruno Fernandez. And what he's thinking. I, I I actually watched that penalty and I'm thinking I don't think he looks up quick enough. You know this stuttery thing where Jorginho does and Jorginho misses one at the weekend as well. But you know the way he does that stutter and then kinda of hops and and I'm kinda of going, his head is down on the ground when he's doing this. But Arsenal for me, um big winner of the weekend because they were starting to be clawed back in a bit. Um, by Spurs and United to a certain extent um, but that win coupled with Spurs draw with Brentford puts them not in pole position but in a strong position with five, six games left they do still have to play Spurs I'm really looking forward to that in the Harlem Derby what are you laughing at? <laughs> ah, yes, I see it. I see yeah. it yeah yeah, I, th- I think he has a little book of them at home. He does, definitely he does. has. He does. does. Yeah, I'd say yeah, he wrote yeah. them, you know, I'd say he wrote them yeah. in his 20s. I say he gets, so, going, I'll, I'll he, he, gets, he gets so excited when I mention yeah. Seaman because he's yeah. he going, Ronaldinho, Ronaldinho, Ronaldinho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's read it out. We read it out because it's after 10. <laughs> he says Ronaldinho was tested for drugs after the match and it was confirmed he was on Viagra as there was no way anyone could love Seaman from 45 yards. So um, <laughs> there we go, Veranda Cheese, uh, joke of the evening. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Arsenal Phil we, we seem to be talking about this every week Arsenal Spurs United Arsenal Spurs United but that's a that's a big one for Arsenal close to the end of the season no it's not do you think it goes another way yeah do you yeah do you think Spurs do it yeah I'm really nervous about our game against Spurs are you it's the one when I look at the, the, <coughs> the, the rain, remaining fixtures Spurs have that's decided the, not to sh- take shots anymore though. you seen yeah. that yeah I did, I did, but they could wear that Harchester jersey and that'll just confuse the hell out of us. The stadium will blow up or something and we just right. we won't know what's going on. A sniper okay. or something like that, shoot Mo Salah. Like, who knows, right? But honestly, um, when I look at it, I'm going, they're so Jekyll and Hyde. I said this weeks back, right? And I said, Arsenal's biggest problem is as soon as the pressure comes on them to do something, like it was easy for them to raise their game against, you know, but people forget their, their form in the last five games, they've lost 3-1-2. Mm. You know, do you know what I mean? Like they... That's not the form that gets you into it. So, in reality, somebody is going to put, what have we got, five games left? Yeah, I think it's five, yeah. 
one of those two, one of those three teams is going to put a four one four game winning streak together. And would you back Arsenal to do it? No. Would you no. back Spurs? Yeah, yeah. Of 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 the teams that's there, right? And it's I'm just of of the teams Spurs that haven't had that, a shot on target in the last two games. Home yeah. to Brighton, away to Brentford. Yeah. Just saying, they're eventually going to get some shots and go. It's like, it's like you can't go the rest of the season with no shots and go for fuck's sake. I'd rather have loads of shots and go against those two and then none against us. Yeah. Do you know I what think, I mean? I think um, sports could exploit our high lines as own book. Kane and yeah, Son I, are good at Lincoln. I, I completely get that because I think I've said it for all season. If you ask sports to take an initiative in a game, I think they struggle. I think if you mm-hmm. push on sports and leave gaps, they'll hurt you. You've seen it against Villa. They were yep. blown away by Villa in the first half. I don't know how Villa went well ahead. And then what happens? couple of goals on the break bang and Spurs win the game 4-0 um, mm. United only have four games left that they're gone I think don't worry about them I whoever wins know, whoever wins the North London Derby gets top four for Kevin Ball well Spurs I think it's a bit of a must win for Spurs now well, I think Spurs win right? and I, I honestly think they do you can say what you want Arteta, I, I said it before right? and this is why I can't have I know I've given Arsenal and, and winners of the week to week and then I've watched them since. Arteta it thinks he's Guardiola. He but he suffers with double galaxy brain than over over um over Guardiola. And ultimately that game is so big he's going to do something berserkly stupid, right? Um they've had two wins in a row and they're smelling themselves again. And generally Gav, that's when Arsenal fall apart for two to three games. Once they smell themselves. I've seen a great one when they beat United and it was a tweet. I think it might have been a tweet from the official club account. And it was like you, you know, Arsenal three, United one, and it just had the tweet. Fortress and someone went Fortress you're beaten last week by Brighton at home you head cases <laughs> um, Arsenal have West Ham Leeds Spurs Newcastle and Everton that you know, Newcastle game that Newcastle game seems to be free in Newcastle yeah and I'm, like I don't for us I, I'd imagine that we'll have more than enough to, to take I, I could be wrong right? They've, but you look at the form table they're second in the league in the form table to us like yeah. that's that's what they've done. Um, Eddie Howe is is managed. They definitely to, made them. They're definitely out of trouble now. Like there's no way out of trouble. No, yeah, so that could be the, the, that could be the trigger now. Where well, Gav, what's what's happening there is they're playing for next. Those players are playing for a contract with the club next season, knowing that they're going to go out and spend big, right? Mm. And they're only going to keep about four or five of those players that are at that club. They're going to go and, and spend as many billions as they possibly can on getting as many players in. In the same way, City did it back in two thousand and. Of Eight course, because in 2025, the new rules come in. So yeah. they've basically told all these clubs, you've three years to fill your boots. To fill your absolute boots. And I was hoping that Elon Musk would buy Liverpool as part of the Twitter buyout today as well. Um, and he could lash a couple of billion at us. The, as I said to you, it's either Elon Musk or the Mafia for me. That's that's what I was. I'm, I'm still on the Mafia tip and we could just spend as many billions as possible. Um, but yeah, look, I, again, I just, I'm just... I'm just... Um, Listen, you know, it's such high stakes, this title run in between ourselves and City, that a draw kills you. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah, this is this is what this is what we're talking about. And it's such fine margins and football is such fine margins. And even games can't even if you're the better side in these situations, you don't always get the result. You can have a, a, a dodgy thing happen or something like that. Just a bad day where nothing goes in the back of the net and somebody f- flies in off the arse of one of your defenders by pure accident, right? Mm. And that's it, it's all it's all over. So that's the only nervousness. If you put it on paper, I'd imagine we'll um, score. We, we, we'd win everything, but at the same time, that Spurs and Chelsea game look tough on paper. We've got 
uh, not the Chelsea game is the FA Cup final. What am I talking about? But the sports game is, is probably the one I'm most nervous of, of in terms of the games that are run in. Newcastle has we potential. Five, we have five left. We have um, Villa, Southampton, and Newcastle away, and we have Spurs and Wolves at home. Yeah. And you know Klopp is not happy about having to play Newcastle early this this Saturday. He's right. Um, he tried to get it moved. It was denied. Um, but he makes an interesting point after the game yesterday when he says. We just have to win games. Even when we're not at our most at our best or at our freshest, we still have to go and win games. And I think I think that'll be drilled into the players from Thursday morning till till Saturday morning when they go and play Newcastle. The thing about Newcastle is they've had some they've had some fixtures over the last couple of weeks which would just say was coined. I think mm. uh, Leicester off the back of a European game, Norwich. Leicester um, shite as well, just yeah, let's be Leicester honest. Just, Leicester are winding down now. Um but Liverpool, I think, with the squad they have and who they can bring into the, into the team, um, I think should have enough. I just, all things being fair, I just don't see any of them teams taking points out of Liverpool. I really, really don't. Um, but for me, as I said, Arsenal are definitely a winner of the week because they were starting to get reeled in. I think Spurs went level with them. And now I think it's a two-point gap with so many games left, but they do play each other. So it's going mm. to be very, very interesting. I know Arsenal Arsenal have gone away to Chelsea and won. They've beaten United at home now. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of with you. I think, I think the North London derby, if Arsenal win it, decides it. If Spurs win it, it's just back in the melting pot with three to go. And, mm. you know, we'll have fucking... Remember, do you remember, um, do you remember Spurs were going for the, uh, the Champions League about 15 years ago? Um and uh, they all ended up with fuel poison the way at West Ham on the last day of the season. That's because they got in the Harchester bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think. <laughs> I think were they weren't they beating away at West Ham and Arsenal won and and, and got the, the Champions League spot. Yeah, they got they had um, fuel poison. They all had dodgy lasagna. That was when Martin Yall was in charge. Yeah. Um, yeah. It must be fifteen years ago now, was it? No wonder they have the Harchester jersey on. So um, there you go. Um, if anyone has any winners or losers, throw them in. Oh, genuine ones that we haven't spoken about before. Throw them yeah. in because we're going to do another 10 minutes before we leg it. Phil, any winners, any losers, it's up to you. You can go wherever you want. Um, winners, 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 winners. Uh, Bayern Munich for winning their 4,000 titles since t- uh, 2010. Um, mm. Fair play to them. 10th uh, in a row. Yeah, 10th in a row just means that it's what the, what the Premier League's heading towards. Um, so well, it would be. If it wasn't for Liverpool, really, wouldn't it? Even at that, if if City win the league this year, they'll have won four of the last five titles. Would it be five of the last six? Mm-hmm. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, but it is. It's it's uh, barring the likes of a Dortmund doing something to Bayern. Yeah. yeah the, the Premier League looks very similar. Yeah. And we don't like to think of it like that because we've been involved in such tight races with, with City up until now. But ultimately, they're getting across the line. It just happens that eventually, if the same team keeps winning over and over again, those t- those close races are few and far between. And it's only um, ever the odd, on, a, on odd occasion when somebody that isn't one of those teams win it. But like, the same happened with Juventus in Italy. This year, it's it's a change in... in, in Last Italy year, where, change, yeah. Two Milan before, but before that was a 14 in a row Juventus had won. Ah, they've they won a bleeding mad amount of leagues in a row. Yeah. I think I think they don't they go down for match fix 2006 and I think they mm-hmm. might come back and I think they win every league bar one. And, and they then, back in 2000 either back in 2007 and then they win the league in 2008 and then they win it right the way through until 2020. Yeah, like, that's what ridiculous. Anthony O'Chill says loser of the week scolds for his comments on Arteta and Lingard. 
If anyone can get me the comments, let me know because I haven't seen them. Have you seen them? The the, um, the Skulls comment is around that he said that Lingard told him that the the dressing room is the disaster. He said this ah. live on air. Okay. Um, and if he said something about Arteta, I don't care. I honestly don't care. Arteta is, is as I said, the galaxy brain weirdo. So yeah. it's like, so Skulls is literally fucking hanging Lingard out to dry. While yeah. trying to score a few points against with, with the yeah. Manchester United supporters, yeah, he's he's an idiot. Um, Borley winners of the week, yeah, they they've beaten um, Southampton and Wolves in the last two games, playing putting more attacking players on the pitch, and despite and that was right, they weren't playing the same sport a couple of weeks ago, but they look like they they just decided fuck this, we're going to attack a little bit, and that's probably the strongest part of our game is the mm. forward players we have in McNeil, uh, Vidra, Veghorst, uh, um. Rodriguez um, there's a couple of players there that they just gone fuck it let's go for it and they've pulled six points out of six so Burnley definitely Burnley's next game is away at Watford while Everton hosts Chelsea mm-hmm. um, so that's interesting and I think Everton's game in hand is then Leicester I think away they've only played them at home a couple of weeks ago or in the last week um, Venlo Burnley. lost 6-1 today Football in the world of sport. Good man, Red Steve. You remember the, the correct name of the podcast. Uh, uh, we have to drop them. Man on football show. Listen, it's just we've just this this season with Liverpool is just so fucking busy. We've matches every three days. We've, we've about 12, 14 shows a week. Um, but don't worry. Um, it's not gone away. It will come back. Um, and we're gonna try definitely do a, a good bit over the summer with that. Can we? Um, can we, we just call it football in the world though? Let's let's be honest. Let's drop this man on stuff. Come on. Everyone loves football in the world. It's the best name ever for a podcast. I'll tell football you what, in the world. I'll tell you what, right? We'll do like a flash poll on a show one night. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and whoever comes out on top, we'll see. But I have to have Shani and Keith. Shani and Keith won this with me. Like, I can't That's just turn right. and go, lads, it's football in the world now. Yeah, you it's know. all right. I'll, I'll just log in as all my personalities and just, <laughs> just vote <laughs> okay. the ground. I'll tell you what, if you, if you want to... Um, I'll talk to Keith and Shani because I have a pain in my face saying man on football show when everyone just keeps calling the football in the world to be honest <laughs> with you um, and maybe we could do a new intro and um, yeah. no we can't change the intro the intro is the fucking best thing ever oh, yeah, um, yeah. that's the thing I miss most um, but no we're going to try to do some stuff during the during the summer on that um, we've loads of things we want to talk about it's just actually getting the time and the space to um, go and do it but listen Burnley, um who goes down for you Phil? Because we keep asking this as well every week, but it keeps fucking changing. Watford. Norwich. Norwich. Well, Norwich are gone, aren't they? Yeah, more or less, yeah. Okay. Norwich, Watford, Everton. Everton for you, go down. Yeah, it'd be great. I was talking to um, a couple of Evertonians over the weekend, and um, one of them on Friday night just said to me, sitting having a drink, and he said to me, if they're in the bottom three, after tomorrow's game, he said, I think they'll struggle because they've always had that little point or two or three point mm. buffer. And it was always kind of saving them no matter how poorly they were playing. And they get a win against Newcastle, they get a point against Leicester. And they're just holding that off all the time despite yeah. losing to Burnley. But he reckoned that if they went in the bottom three and had to win to get out, even though that game in hand had to win to get out, that's where he feels. Who's the game in hand against? Um, I'll get you that. Is it Leicester? <sighs> I think it might be. I think it might be Leicester away because he had to play Leicester twice in this run-in. I think Everton's games, they finish away to Arsenal. Right? Right. So that yeah. could be Arsenal looking to get into top four. Yeah? Yeah. Um, they play Chelsea at home. 
They play Leicester, Leicester. away. They yeah. play Brentford away. They, they play, play Watford. Watford away. Yeah. Now they're playing Brentford at home. Brentford at home. Sorry. So I think, Brentford have, home. I think they've Chelsea Brentford at home. home. Palace at home. Brentford at home. And uh, uh, Chelsea at home. And they're playing Leicester away, Watford away, and Arsenal away. The seven left? Yep. One, two, three, four, four. No, six. Six. So er, they're, they're playing Everton this Sunday. Leicester then on the 8th Chelsea of May. Chelsea this Sunday. Chelsea this Sunday. Then Leicester on the 8th of May. Watford then three days later on the 11th. Brentford on the 15th. Everton then P- Palace on the 19th. And then on the 22nd, Ar- Arsenal away. Arsenal away on, on the last day of the season. And I think Leicester away is the game in hand. Yeah. Um, I, like, honestly, I hope to God they go down. Horrible club. I think they're in serious bother either way, to be perfectly you know? honest with you. I, I know, um, but like I, I'd rather I'd rather just be gone. Then you don't have to you don't ever have even ever have to consider them again. You'll never see them again. Well, Richo sixty three, an Everton fan, says, uh evening still believe we are going down. Burnley will beat Watford and us to lose to Chelsea. And you see, if Burnley beat Watford and they lose to Chelsea, they'd be five points off them with a game in hand. Mm. With five to go. Yeah. Burnley'd have four, they'd have five. And you'd struggle to see if that like people are people are kind of pinning the hopes for Everton on Brentford at home and Watford away. I think they have, um, they're kind of pinning on that. But there's nothing from Everton to say yeah they go and win them. The other thing is like Chelsea have to win that match this week to make sure they don't get pulled back into that top four. If they win that match <laughs> but this that, week, that late winner the, the weekend kind of helped them. It does help, them, but 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 that the, if they win this week against Everton. They'll be on 68 points, right? So if you just look at it and say the other two don't play, that means they'd have a 10-point gap on spores, right? If they don't win it, if they were to lose against Everton for whatever mad sake and spores were to win, all of a sudden, spores are within striking distance with four points with, with, with four games to play, five games mm-hmm. to play for, for the thing that's there. And Arsenal could go within two points of them. That's like, that's suddenly two, I keep saying it, suddenly two spots can open up as opposed mm-hmm. to one spot. Yeah. So Chelsea need to win. This is classic uh, Tuchel fall away towards the back end of the season, right? He and looks like he's having a mare because he's actually confirmed that Rudiger will leave the club and has basically turned out it's because of the financial restrictions yeah. placed on us. Um, I don't really, I don't, that really doesn't wash with me because if they wanted to agree with deal with Rudiger, they could have done it and said nothing and then said, look, just let it run and go as a free agent if you want and we re-sign you on these terms. They Do can, you know who's... Do you know who's blessed they won matches before Christmas, before they sacked their manager? Who? Aston Villa. They're in a terrible run of form. Steven Gerrard is a busted flush, right? And um, they're, they're awful. They're awful. Right? At this moment, they're on 27 The only points. thing I would say there, Phil, is... And, and They've dropped like a stone. They have dropped That's, like a stone. The only thing I would say there, Phil, is I'm wondering how many of those players that he kind of told at that club or has given the indication of that club that he, they're just not good enough and he doesn't want them. And if you a lot of them, though he still has to play them, have probably down tools a little bit. And he's probably foreseen that coming. They're bored of seeing that coming. But yeah, I, I fully agree with you. If this, if this, if there was, if there was 12 games left instead of six, you'd start to worry about them because they're mm. falling a bit, a bit like uh, Brentford did. Brentford have come back. Chris Brax is there. They're fourth in the, in the farm table. Uh, Brentford are, you know, they're, they're just, Ericsson has made just a huge, um, a huge um, difference to them. So Spurs are talking about signing them back at the end of the season. I take him at Liverpool tomorrow. Genuine. 
I would genuinely take with Liverpool tomorrow. I think he's a fantastic footballer. Um, people think Villa will do something against City the last days of Kevin Ball. Not a chance. Not a chance. No. Uh, Antio Chill says, Not here's, team. here's the Skulls, uh, here's the Skulls quote. Um, it says, I think Arteta is a disgrace there. He shouldn't be allowed to do that. Skulls said, if you see it again, he actually goes to the crowd to try to influence the referee's decision. Um, decision a little. He does. When the when the goal is disallowed for Arsenal, but they're looking at a penalty, um, he's actually he's actually going to the fans. You can see him going to the fans like make more noise behind that screen. Uh, but I don't know how much difference that makes. But Arteta's like a lunatic running around the place. Um, this, this goes back a bit to my earlier point. Like having fellas like Jenis and Danny Mills and Danny Murphy and Scholes and these guys with zero personality that nobody wants to watch on the television just ma- doesn't make any sense it makes no sense it's just basically you used to play for England you come on the television like that's, that's show me some insight I'd rather have somebody who has a bit of colour um, as much as soon as says mad things at times I still prefer listening to him because he gives an opinion whether it's factually thought out or whatever that's fine but he gives an opinion and it's an opinion you know what I mean like there's, there's colour to him he's interesting to listen to these fellas aren't interesting to, they haven't got anything interesting to say they, they offer no insight. Um, and if the only insight they can give up is, well, I was told by such and such that the, every, everything is terrible. So basically, you've been told by a fella who's been more or less binned by the club for the best part of two years that couldn't find another club that wanted to sign him, that it's, the club is terrible. Interesting. That. Why don't you find one that's really happy at the club and ask him what does he think of things? And if he turns around and says, that's an, that now, now you have a story. You know what I mean? Like That's mm. the... It's it's always the ones who are already unhappy that are happy to go and tell their mates whatever. Oh, it's it's like it's awful. It's all, I, I I honestly I struggle to watch any post match, and even no, half time stuff. I, I, I do as well. I'll be honest with you. I'm I gonna really, be uh, really do. I hate Neville and I hate Carragher. I know this doesn't go. This doesn't play it well. But this the, the chummy t- and this Mika Richards Roy Keane thing. My God, there's nothing more. But terrible. that's the era we're in, Phil. We're not in an era. You see, we're not in an era anymore where it's. I'd I'd happily watch Gerard or, or Carragher and and Neville if they come on at seven o'clock on a Monday night, right? And brought up all the screens and the graphs and the fucking moving circles and moving lines and all. I'd happily sit there and watch and go, yeah, that's good insight. But now it's not. You know, mm. they they do they do this and you can see them saying stuff on the TV and then they're going onto the social media to bait each other on social media because you know people are getting involved. With it. It's not punditry anymore. It's just not punditry anymore. And, and, and I don't, without blowing smoke up anyone's arse, I genuinely think that there's people I've talked to on this podcast would sit down and give you more of a breakdown of a, of a game than some of these that are on the TV. I genuinely believe that. You know, mm. but it's it's just the area you're in now, Phil. It's not about punditry anymore. It's about how many people will react to this, how many people will click on it, and when they click on it, how many ads can we have on the screen when they do it? That's basically what it is. Um, who shouts the most? Who makes the most noise? Who's the most ridiculous? And that's who people watch. But that's the year we're in. That's the, the generation we are among now. You know the sort of way. But what can you do? Um, any more winners and losers before we go? I had one there a second ago. Can't think of it now. Um, crop, crops, substitutions are winners. Um Andy Robertson getting a goal in the derby that always that always like solidifies you as a as 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 a, a hero, um, especially goal that was like it wasn't a great finish. Like if, if he's up against a decent keeper, they probably save it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a good header downwards, so it's head down and it's back to where it came from. 
yeah, but your man is so bad. He's no sense of, of any reflexes at all. He's just he's just a Muppet, and it's great. Because the more Muppet stupid goals that go in against him, the better, because it just shows him what he was. I remember getting slaughtered online for saying that this fellow was garbage when Everton signed him, and I was, I was slaughtered, and look how it all played out. I was right. Um, and again, he just, he's just because he's English. He's made loads of saves at Sunderland. Mm-hmm. And people don't realise we had to go through that with a Sunderland goalkeeper and, and that crap. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, that's that's what it's so. Yeah, yeah. The Allison for his his fall on the ground, definitely winner of the week. Absolutely phenomenal stuff. Um, and done so stylishly Antio, as well. Antio Chill agrees. He's just hyped that as you were saying. Yeah, said, big uh, divok, big divok yeah. for his, Jono, his yeah. for his goal. Yeah, yeah. I said it in the two o'clock show. He was excellent when he came on. Mm. He and the thing is, like when when you. And without sound fucking like a prick here, but you know when you watch him on telly and you go, where the fuck is he gone? When I was watching him from from behind the goal yesterday, he was making loads of movement. He was getting in front of defenders. He was just pinning them, getting the ball in, you know, knocking balls off around the corner. He puts a couple down the side for Salah. You know, he's involved in the first goal. He scores the second one. And but the the, the gas thing was right. When they make this double substitution, they bring him and Diaz on at the same time, I think. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, right, the whole ground, everyone around me was like, this one's scoring. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> the Origi's coming on and he's scoring here. It's just like, it was just like, right, we've decided Origi's going to be the one to score, bring him on. It was absolutely um, mental. And he was just, um, he, he was he was outstanding when he came on from start to finish. He makes one mistake where he wins the ball at the edge of the Liverpool box and tries to dribble it out when he should just get rid of it. But other than that, I thought he was absolutely excellent. The work rate, his touch, his, um, his physicality, his finish, his headed finish is great. His layoff to Mo is great. And um, yeah, you have to give him a shout. because I can never understand why Everton have, didn't try to sign him. He's the type of fella that would have scored 15 to 17 goals a season for Everton and um, they would have loved him. Right? I, think and he score, I think he'll score 15, 17 goals for anyone. Yeah, yeah. No, honestly, I, like I think if you pull him in, th- there was a couple of seasons where we had to use him as the main striker, and he came up with fifteen to seventeen goals. Right, the problem was he went for long stretches, uh, inconsistent. You know that way. Um, I think when he goes to Italy, I think they're going to like if, if Lukaku was able to do what he did at Inter Milan. I think Divac is going to have is going to be like this. They're going to be like, how is he not being playing as a number one striker in Europe? And there'll be all like interviews with him on. But Klaus never stops saying it. Yeah. You know, yeah. he never stops saying it. He says he's world class. He's probably the best finisher at the club, but I just can't get him in the team. It's just, I think it's just the, the way he is. He's he's tall, he's strong, he's kind of a shot off the shoulder sort of uh, striker at times. Just doesn't kind of suit what we're doing unless it's in a certain situation. But like people have been saying all week, is there one more big moment in, in Divock Origi before he goes? And I don't even know if that's the big one. I really don't like. No, I can see him turning up and doing something mad. But um, is, is is it just uh, suddenly he just reappears and scores against Everton as we get into this run towards yeah, the end of the season? Yeah. And it's just, but it's, it's like a the really Champions League final. He comes on yeah. and he's absolutely atrocious, and then just left peg, no problem, bang, bang, yeah, it's bang. over. Forget about yeah. it. Um, I look hard pros for scoring another free kicks his own book. Yeah, he's banging in free kicks. If you haven't been. Um, in your fancy team, uh, Ward Prowse is absolutely flying. Is that about it? I think I think that's about it. Um, yeah, yeah. I've got the NFL draft to focus on this week, so yeah, that's yeah. what I've been. I've been doing all my research. So okay, good stuff. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Fayla Khan, as you can see on screen, 
is our charity partner. And um, we're trying to get to 10,000 euros, which will make a huge, huge difference to a charity that helps um, parents that lose children during pregnancy or just soon after birth. It's a, it's an amazing charity. The link is in the description so you can read all about the charity. And the link is also there that you can donate. If you want to donate, brilliant. Um, every little bit helps. If you can't, please share it amongst all your friends, family, colleagues, wherever it might be. Um, listen, Kev O'Sullivan has to get a um, Arturo de Vidal uh, Mohican if Liverpool win the quadruple, right? So why don't you all just start donating towards Kev's haircut, right? Uh, into the Falecon. And we go from there. We're going to try push this as much as we can now through May and into June before our golf day. Um, it, you know, we've a raffle coming up on that day, but I'm, I'm, I'm actually thinking of trying to get a couple of prizes before then where people can throw a few quid in and get entry into a raffle. And we put all that, try to do an early raffle, something along them lines. So, um, hit the like button, subscribe, share, go in to the show description you'll find Falcon in there you'll find everything you want about it you'll find your offer about IP Vanish as well and as you can see there, it pops up on screen as we're talking our um, Telegram chat app is really really good there's there's probably nearly 100 people in there at the minute it does say on screen link in the description that's a lie I'm sorry about that but mm. if you are subscribed to the LFC Day Trippers you can hit the community tab you go from the community tab down to the post and it it's self-explanatory from there. You can do it for free. You can do it for two ninety nine a month. You get the exact same stuff for both off- offers. It's just the two ninety nine also goes to charity. Um, anything else, Phil? Before we go, uh, Red Steve said it's any mad sports. Uh, sadly, not Red Steve. Uh, well, when I say not, there is sort of because I've been watching the USFL, which is the Spring American Football League on Fox Sports One. Fantastic stuff. Last night, uh, well, it wasn't last night. It was like Saturday night. Um, the New Orleans Breakers beat the Tampa Bay Bandits uh, twenty. 4-3 and uh, that was unexpected but it was a fantastic game and what else what else have we doing um yes yeah, i haven't been able to do much over the weekend gav because it was my birthday so uh i was i was Happy mainly birthday. drinking cheers buddy cheers yeah nobody else said it to me so well, there i have uh, said it to you i didn't I know, know it was your birthday i know yeah but you're in, you're in liverpool you've got a green card like for that oh, yeah. pete Pete sent me a text like two days late. It was like, happy birthday. He said, a bit late for that now. I'm already yeah. pa- well past at this stage. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, uh, that, that was about it. So, Nomad Sports, I was actually off up running around the mountains and then drinking up around the mountains. That that was that made me happy. Cause it, are it, you it, running around much. with like a hip flask? Or are you going running and then going home and get changed and going to a pub or what? And go back up to where yeah. I just ran from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's exactly In fact, I walked home from the blue light on um, Friday and walk down the track that I'd actually uh, sort of run hiked up uh, earlier that day because it's, it's great and I brought all the kids down the mountain with me as well so it was like it was little like family Swiss family Robinsons floating down the mountain fantastic nice time yeah nice um, it's all good and we brought, we managed to get all the children home safely and uh, that was good because you didn't want to lose any of them in the woods no. well, that wouldn't be good right to get into trouble for that stuff so that was it um Vidal is too tame for Kevo Sullivan. I think he needs to go full P Peter Snake Boy right out across the darts player. Imagine <laughs> Kevo Sullivan looking like that. That'd be amazing. Chris oh, Brack man. said he would get the Brazilian Ronaldo haircut. That to me you now is the one to, that that you want to see. Do you remember the bit where he just kept the Chris Brack bit? said he would get the Brazilian Ronaldo haircut if he won the quadruple? Did he? 
Yeah. Oh my god. Red Steve says Mohawks make you taller, Gav. Just saying I need to be slimmer, not fucking taller. Um <laughs> so don't be worrying about that. Uh gone from the blue light. Where are you living? Balance here. Um not giving away my location. I no, live in Ray Dicko's shed. Yeah. He's um he's a he's a he's a very close neighbour and colleague of Ray Dicko Dickinson. Um, Laura asked me did I get my report the card for the World Games. You'll have to wait and oh, see. Yeah, he's he's genuinely looking into this by the way. If you think yeah. he's lying, he's genuinely myself, looking into myself, it. Myself and our old friend Nilo are thinking of heading over for some alternative commentary on the, okay. Chris <laughs> the, Brack the reckons World the um, Chris Brack reckons the Brazilian Ronaldo haircut is a complete lie. But we have to ask Chris Brack, and we may need to get the answer off on another show during the week. If people donated towards Felicon and put in the comment for Chris Brack's haircut, would Chris Brack do it? That's what we need to know. See, we need to start putting people on the spot here, Phil. Like, the last time we were doing this, fucking Keith was going to jump on the canal now. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. We need to get more like yeah. that. Do you know what I'd love to do? I'd love to find the golf simulator and have... Um, and have an 18 hole game of golf and get me and Andy. Right. right. But while we're having a few drinks, mic'd up playing. Yeah. Like like gen like like the random chats we used to have, but in a golf simulator where we're having a few drinks. All in when, 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 when are we doing how long are we doing this the failure for? Um we were hoping to get it done by the tenth of June when the golf day is on, but if it doesn't happen, we're gonna keep going until it's done. So I don't know how long it's gonna be. Okay, because um, I've got a race on the 23rd of July, so hopefully it doesn't go on that long. But if it does, if, if we go past the 10th of June and we haven't done, then I'll start looking for sponsorship for what I'm doing on the 23rd of July. How and you'll go to give that to Failicon. I'll give all of it to Failicon. Right, there you go. Right. There you go. That's a 25-kilometer adventure race, so it's it's my start, it's my opener for the season, so that's uh, okay. what I got. Um, we, Chris Brack says, I'll cut your hair, Gav. I'd rather do a 24-hour pod. I'm looking into a possibility of a 12-hour pod where we just get people randomly on, like literally they could be in work, and we just bring them on and go, well, how's it going? And uh, talk about all sorts of messing. But genuinely, it won't be a football one. It'll be just completing with that messing. So um, if you're, that could be something. But as I said, it'll only happen. But I was going to do a 12-hour pod, right? But only if we got so many donations. So if the mm. donations stop, we just stop talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So don- the donation would... Um, would fuel how long the pod will go for. But look, we're, we're trying our best. We're going to keep trying. We're going to knock our heads together over the next couple of days or week or so and see what ideas we can come up with to see how we can get this kickstarted properly and then um, go from there. That has been winners and losers for this week. I should be back tomorrow with you for um, the cop update at 2 p.m. Definitely be back with a midweek fix preview of Liverpool versus Villarreal tomorrow night as well. Thanks for being to Phil. Thanks for being to everyone in the chat. It's been an absolute pleasure. Over now. <laughs>